0: The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Now, this episode, Threat to the Planet Building. Presenting Superman.
1: Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
2: And now, Superman. Strange and amazing figure from another world who has come to Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. As our story opens today, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, reporter, is just where we left in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren, bending over the reviving form of the scientist who has been stunned by the blowing open of his safe. Outside, a distant clock has just struck 5.30. Inside, Kent and the doctor stare at the empty safe, realizing that the steel cylinders necessary to operate the Dahlgren atomic team have been stolen, and that the yellow mask can now make good his threat to blow the daily planet building to fragments on the dot of six. Lopus Lane has been sent to bring the police and warn the paper. Sirens wail as squad cars race toward the scene of the explosion. Meanwhile, the yellow mask himself watches grimly from a secret hiding place, waiting for the uproar to die down. Listen. So the sound of the explosion has brought the police like bees to a honeypot. Very well, I shall wait until I'm ready to leave, and then all of the police in the city will not stop me. Are both cars waiting? All ready when you give the word, Chief. Good. Who's this, Michael? Who's that with you? Yeah, I got a visitor for you, Chief. You let
3: me go. Put me down. That
2: girl, where did she come from? She belongs to the fella from the newspaper. After the explosion, she went for the cops. I seen her coming down the stairs, and I thought maybe we'd better hang on to oh, her. You
1: beast!
4: Let me
2: go! Excellent, Michael. Well done indeed. <laughs> Put her in the second car with the machine. I won't go. Bring her to the airport, Michael. Put her in the plane. You heard what he said. Come along. Take it, Joe.
1: I won't. Stop.
3: Put me down.
2: What'll you do with it, Chief? That young man, Kent, has annoyed us before. I shall take no chances this time. If he hinders my plans in the next half hour, he signs this girl's death warrant. Start up the car. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in the laboratory of Dr. Dahlgren. Oh, Kent, how did they know? Who told them when to come? To steal the cylinders? Yes. But Dr. Dahlgren, you remember I asked you if there was anyone named Michael hereabouts? Yes, my servant. I've had him for years. Well, Michael betrayed you to the yellow mask. He had a dictaphone in every room of the laboratory and told them of every move you made. Michael did that? Where is he? I don't know. Probably following the mask. And that's where I'm going, too. No, Kent, don't leave me. Come back. Doctor, you'll be all right. The police are on the stairs right now. Sorry, I can't wait. Hey, what goes on in here? Where's the trouble? Uh, it can't go down. It's got to be up. Maybe the next landing. Uh, this will do it. Out of these clothes. <sighs> up for the window. What's the time? Where's that clock? Good thing I can see in the dark. Twenty-five minutes to six. Twenty-five minutes to find the yellow mask, or else... I don't know. Not much time, but... Here we go. Up! Up! One of two things. He's either going back to town or out to an airport. But first, I must warn White to clear the building just in case. Faster! Faster! Twenty-five minutes! Order number six. Oh, Lord, Lord. Where is Miss Lane? Where's Kent? City Rome, White.
1: My friend, this is the yellow man.
2: Mike, Miss Smith, face this call. Don't trouble yourself, Mr. White. You cannot
1: stop me now, nor can Mr. Clark Kent. If he is there, tell him that Miss Lois
2: Lane is with me. What? Lois Lane? You've got Lois. Miss Lane is my hostage in my plane. If you or Kent or anyone else interferes with me now, Miss Lane will leave my company without a parachute. Goodbye.
5: Yes, Mr. White, we're testing the call. I will let you know where.
2: Oh, no time. Oh Lord, that devil means to drop Lois out of an aeroplane. Oh, Kent, is that you? Where have you been, man? Where have you been? Where I've been, Mr. White? Is Miss Lane here? Kent, just this second. A call came from the mask. He's got an aeroplane and he's got Lois. What? It's true. Uh, what did you find out of Dolby? Mr. White, it's bad. The mask got away with the atomic beam machine. He can wipe us out in a second. What? Well, where are you going? All oh, the nearest flying field. The one on the point. I can be there in eight minutes. Have them warm up a plane. You can't fly. What are you going to yes, do? Yes, I can and I will. So long, Mr. White. I'm not running out on you. Camp, wait, It's our wait. only chance and I'm taking it. If you don't hear from me by two minutes of, there's nothing we can do. All alone in the hall. Out of these clothes. No time for opening windows. Mask. But Superman still has time. You can fly, so can I. I'll get to the field and take a plane myself. Faster. The...
1: What are you going to do with me?
2: Just sit where you are, my dear Miss Lane, for the time being. What's the clock say, Michael? Five to six. Remove the cover from the atomic beam. Wait a minute. What's that behind us? Too dark to say, for sure. Looks like another plane. Fools. Didn't believe me, eh? Well, they soon will. Look down, Michael, and tell me where we are. Over the Daily Planet Building. Watch it, Michael. It will not be there long.
1: You beast. You fiend. What are you going to do?
2: Pay off a few scores, Miss Lane. All right, Michael.
1: It works. The machine works. Now then, Michael, back over the Planet Building.
2: Any news from Kent? What's the time?
1: Kent hasn't called in so far, Mr. White. Wait a minute. Hey, anybody got a call from Kent? No, nothing here. Not so far, Mr. White.
2: All right, never mind that. What's the time? Why, you asked me that just a minute ago. I know I did. What's the time now? Miss Smith, what's the time?
5: Three minutes of six, Mr. White.
2: Three minutes of six. No time left now. There they are. Got to scare them off. All right, Mask. Here I come. Hey, Chief, that other plane's right behind us. Never mind the other plane. It's two minutes of six. Swing down over the Daily Planet building. All right. I got to bank and head back again. Here we go. Please observe, Miss Lane. Once again, the whine of the atomic generators.
4: Oh, stop. You can't mean to
2: do what you want. Hey, look, you. Get yeah, a plane's
1: right on our tail. I'll take care of that. Come here, Miss Lane. Oh, let me go. I told your friends what would happen if they got in my way now. Michael, release the door. It's open. Just throw the cap. No, no. I said they came too close. I warned them. Come here, girl. No, no. no! Hey, Chief, watch out. He's going to crash. Too late. Out you go, Miss Lane. Out that door. There. Ah! Look out. Michael, down, down. Dive in the building. I'm throwing the switch. Coming Look out! Look
4: out! He's right out Here he
2: comes. There. I crashed the planes. Jumped clear. That'll take care of the mask. The Lord, she's falling, plunging down 2,000 feet. Got to catch her. Down. Down.
1: 1,500. 1,000. 800. 500. 200. There she is. Now. Now. Got her. She's safe. Now up. Away!
2: (laughs) Whooping down, Superman saves Lois in the nick of time and bears her away to safety. Next morning, in the offices of the Daily Planet... Well, well, Lois, come in, sit down. That was quite an experience you had last night.
5: Uh, I tell you, Mr. White, I don't understand it. They threw me out of the plane, and I remember falling. That's all I do remember, clearly.
2: Well, that's almost enough. I imagine we all owe our lives to your friend, Clark Kent.
5: Clark Kent? (laughs) What did he do? Most amazing.
2: At the very last minute, he went up in a plane, rammed the mask just as he was about to touch off that infernal machine, and came down by parachute, just as you did.
5: As I did? I don't remember any parachute.
2: (laughs) You don't think you swam down, do you?
5: I don't know. I'm not sure. It's
3: all very hazy, but at the last minute, I seem to recall that a man appeared out of nowhere. Just flying in the air.
2: You probably saw the mast falling out of his plane.
3: Oh, no, this wasn't that kind of a man.
5: He wore a long red cape, and he just took me in his arms and carried me away.
2: Oh, you're dreaming, Lois. Well, well, uh, look who's here. Come in, Kent. Good
5: morning, Mr. White. Good morning, Miss Lane. Oh, good morning. If you'll excuse me, Mr. White.
2: I don't know what Miss Lane has against me. Oh, you mustn't mind her. Kent, I can't thank you enough for what you did. You saved all our lives. Oh, I was just lucky, Mr. White. Crashed the planes and came down by parachute. Oh, by the way, was anything left of the mask's plane? Nothing left of either the plane or the mask. Dr. Dahlgren's machine was ruined, too. Incidentally, he called earlier this morning to thank you and tell you that he's destroyed the duplicate of that machine and the plans for building it. He thought you'd approve. Oh, I do. It was much too dangerous a device in the hands of the wrong person. Oh, uh, say, Kent, uh, there's something been bothering me. Yes, Lois seems to think she was rescued by a man in a red cape, a superman who flew through the air. Now, you remember that Western story you covered? There were rumors about such a man, a red cape, flying through the air. Now, do you oh, think... Oh, too was... silly to talk about, Mr. White. I know, but... Uh...
1: Hey, Mr. White, about that fire in the Sterling building. Yeah, what about it?
2: Uh, don't go, oh, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? reach her, Mr. White... Let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what? Well, maybe I... Maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Sure. But if the fire department can't reach her, what do you think you can do? What does Clark Kent mean to do? Does he intend to assume the blue costume and red cape of Superman and attempt a daring rescue of the trapped girl in broad daylight? Does he dare reveal himself as Superman before the thousands of people watching the fire in the street below? What will happen? Tune in next time and find out. And remember...
6: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the loop quick subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises and open to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Ha 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 ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX Collectible Boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo!
0: Yeehoo! To the
4: Loot Crate Lower
0: Box. Let's with kids today, huh? Rouses! With cuts starting as large as 11 mile per month, those are box just about for our co To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it! you're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, this episode, Fire in the Sterling Building.
2: In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter, who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen. Hey, 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 Mr. White. What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah? What about it? Uh, Don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what, Kent? Oh, well, maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Go ahead. But if the fire department can't reach her, why do you think you can Listen,
6: you ain't heard of half the chief. Hello, Miss Lane.
5: What's all the excitement, Mike? Go
7: on,
2: Mike. Uh, Wait, what about photographs? Who's up there? I'm
7: going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the dope I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A firebug. What?
3: Who did it? Where, whereabouts in the building is it? Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it?
7: Listen, give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up at the tower North Saw Mining Company. That's where the fire started. They think that's where the girl is. They think.
5: Mr. White. We're wasting
7: time.
2: Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five minutes. What's
5: this, the store reporter turning
3: fireman?
2: Maybe he thinks he can save the girl. Come on, Galahad.
3: Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for
5: you. Clark Kent, scoops and lights Quit safe. that,
2: Lois. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything.
5: Hey, There's a hook and ladder in the street right now. It must have turned the alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait till I grab my camera. We'll hop a cab. Come on.
7: did we turn that corner on two wheels? How you doing, Kent? Uh, I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. You can see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. want to get some swell shots. Tough of that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dames, what's Lois Lane got against you? Uh, oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, if you got to knock somebody off, don't pick on cops. Why does she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. She just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. You ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th- there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just
2: ask her. She's got a real steady now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich.
1: Hey, here we are. Hey, this will do it, Eddie. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike. There's the fire, Chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you Grab your hat, Ken. Here we go, yeah? All right. Stretch a line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, Chief. Do the top of any minute now. Keep your eye on it, Gogan. We'll see if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, Chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey, here comes the press. Oh, Chief.
2: I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. We've got our hands full.
1: Lieutenant! Yeah? Don't let your men get too close in there. Now, just watch Okay. Yeah, Chief. About that trapped girl. Is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? I'm just getting a couple of shots, Chief.
2: Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire, Marshal? He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders!
1: Bring that water tower to the third story. Take it fast. Take it another alarm. Hey, listen, Kent. What do you say? If we could get up in that building across the street, we'd have a strong angle, see? Good idea, Mike. Uh, There's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know won't hurt him. Come on, kid. This is gonna be good. Mike, you go ahead up there.
7: I'm gonna call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send in another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that makes four alarms in this man's town. huh Okay, kid, when you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. Right.
2: Four alarms, eh? What's the chief say?
7: He won't say anything. Too busy
2: to talk. What about the fires being incendiary?
7: Well, I haven't found the marshal yet. Mike and I just got here. I thought I'd better phone you and tell you about the four alarms. Right.
2: Now listen, Kent. Keep phoning me whenever anything happens.
7: Mr. White, they expect the east wall to go down any second. Mike's got his camera set to watch
2: it. You tell him not to take too big a chance, and that goes for you too, Kent.
7: Don't worry. I don't take many chances. So long, Mr. White.
2: Oh, Kent. Wait, what about the girl? The one they said was trapped on the 20th floor.
7: Well, Mr. White, I don't know. She was in the offices of the North Star Mining Company, but where she is now, uh, look, I... Now, look, I'd better get
2: back. Well, go ahead. I'll wait for your call. Hey, get ready for plates on the Sterling Tower fire. Let it fall, goes out of the mammoth place.
4: Hey, right here,
1: Kent. Out on the balcony. Come on, watch your step. Mighty thick smoke here. Can't see a thing. Well, it's a tough spot, all right. But every once in a while it clears, and boy do I get a shot. How about
7: the wall? All set to go. Better get that hose line out of there.
1: Hey, look! Look over there at the wall. Ain't that a crack? Look up there. Mike, you're right. I can see flames right through it. Look at the chief down there in the street. He sees it. He's calling his men back. Mike, what if it falls this way? It won't. What's the matter? Mike, look! High up. Up there above the ledge. Hey, hey, G Kent. It's her. It's that girl. Up there on the 20th floor. Mike, she's managed to get to a window. What's she going to do? Do? She can't do nothing. When did I get her phone? Call, oh, never mind your camera. Call them down on the street. They can't see her. They don't know she's there. Hey, Chief. Hey. There, the girl at the window. It's no use, Kent. They don't hear you. They, you can't do nothing. Mike, look at her. You can see her at the window. She's trying to break the glass. That moon, help her. Look, in there behind her. Flames. Watch it, Kent. Pick up some smoke. <laughs> can't see. Where are you, Kent?
2: Back on the balcony. Good thing that smoke came when it did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway. Up into the smoke. Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen flames. Hotter than a blast furnace. If you got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. Fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I can see her right through the door. If I wrap her in my cape, the heat won't get to her. Quick! Oh, you so Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We just make it. Out the window. <laughs> Onto the ledge. That crowd in the street. Wind's wind has cleared the smoke. They'll surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. The wall, it's going. It's splitting. But not with us. We're away, just in time.
1: Watch that wall, Brogan! Get those men back! It's going any second. Hey, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension ladders won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look, up in the sky. It's a man, flying. No, it can't be. It is, though. We're both crazy. Look, look. Look at him. The wall's going. Watch it. Back. Back. Everybody. Back. Back. Back.
2: As one wall of the burning building collapses into the street, Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescued girl to safety, dropped down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief.
1: Here she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt.
2: Unconscious, am She may be burned. We'll see. Aren't you a reporter, Kent? Yes, chief. Daily Planet. I'm with Mike. That's right, chief. I know, but how did you happen to find this girl? I, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her staggering out of the rear of the building. Oh, how in the world she ever got down from the 20th floor is a mystery. More than that, Kent, it's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that... That can't be. And me not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan. We both saw him. Is she all right, Doc? Probably won't come to for a while. Badly shot. Wait. He's coming around.
3: Oh, don't let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop them. I can't get this.
4: What? Don't catch them. Catch
2: them. She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning. Wait, Doctor. What was she talking about? How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through with the stretcher. Gangway, Please. Was it hysterical babbling or has sudden unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Stirling tower building? Who is this girl and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th floor office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped and caught? Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman!
1: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Superman. And now, this episode, Stabbing of June Anderson. When we
2: last saw him, Kent was one of a small group, made up of the ambulance surgeon, the fire chief, the photographer from the Daily Planet, and the half-hysterical unknown girl, whom Kent, as Superman, had just rescued from the blazing inferno of the Sterling Tower. As she was borne off to the ambulance, the girl broke into wild, delirious cries of, stop them, catch them, catch them, and then lapsed again into unconsciousness. Today, as our story continues, Kent is waiting in a reception room of the hospital, hoping that the girl, whose identity is still unknown, will recover enough to tell who she is and throw light on the mysterious origin of the fire which authorities are convinced was purposely set. But meanwhile, as Kent waits in the reception room, a powerful black sedan speeds through the night, far out of town on a highway for the west. Two men are tense in the front seat. One holds the wheel while the other nervously turns the dials of the car's radio. Listen. Watch it, Bart. Curve coming up. I'm not blind. I can see it. Hey! You have to do that. Listen, Joe. The more miles we put between us and the Sterling Tower, the better. And the quicker, the better, too. You think it's all over? Certainly it's all over. They'll never even find her. Let alone catch on about us. What are you doing with that radio? Picking up the late news. Oh, what's the matter? Worried about your investments? You might hear something. Well, I can tell you one thing. North Star Mining went down. (laughs) About 20 floors down. Uh, Don't be so funny. Yeah, And if that girl had ever got out with her story, it'd be lower than that. And us along with it.
7: And at the moment, on all fronts, there are no further developments. Locally, interest still centers on the mysterious fire which destroyed the Sterling
4: Tower early today. This is uh-huh. it. Listen. Fire department officials are waiting to explore the ruins.
2: To confirm suspicions, the fire was of incendiary origin.
7: What's that? Uh... Stop the car. Pull Unfortunately, up. the
4: only victim of the fire who can throw light on
2: this angle is a former secretary employed by the North Star Mining Company.
4: What?
2: Company offices of the North Star Mining Company were on the 20th floor of the tower where the fire started. But the girl escaped
7: under mysterious circumstances. She is now in a critical condition at the city hospital.
6: Escaped? She couldn't have It's not possible. Representatives of the district attorney's office are waiting to question the young
4: secretary if and when her condition makes it possible. Question? Why? You hear that? Meanwhile, Metropolitan Police are
7: searching for two of the mining company's chief executives who have mysteriously disappeared. Bartley Pemberton, company's president and Joseph Dineen, treasurer and vice-president in charge of operations, both of whom are wanted for questioning. If they... Bud, why not you shut it off? You want to hear the rest
2: of it. I heard enough, Joe. More than enough.
7: Hey, Bud, Where are you going? What are you turning
2: around? For? Where am I going? Where do you think I'm going, you fool? But you're turning back. I I'm turning back. Right back where we came from. But you're crazy. we got to get away. You can't get away. Not now. Not till we fix that girl so she can't squeal. Where did the guy say? City hospital? What are you going to do? Now listen, Joe. Pull yourself together. You're in this just as much as I am. I know, but... A couple of that girl's relatives, her cousin and her old uncle, that's you and me, are going to call on her the minute she's well enough and see her alone. We can't. They'll get us. Wait, Bob. Wait, nothing. We've got to get to her before she sees the D.A. Now hang on.
4: Dr. Burns,
2: report to 804. Dr. Burns, report to 804. Boy, a hospital sure does a rushing business
5: in doctors. Hello there, nurse. Hello, Mr. Kent. Still waiting around? Oh, sure. I haven't anything else to do. Well, you're all alone now. Huh? What do you mean? Well, the man from the district attorney's office gave it up. Oh? He said to call him when the girl wakes up. How is she, nurse? Think she'll pull through all right? She's pulled through already. It was just shock and smoke. Well, then why can't I see her? Well, she's still a little upset. She woke up a while ago and said something about a car and some men. A car? Yes, I think that's what it was. I'd have called you, but she dropped off again. I thought she needed her rest more than you did your interview. Thanks,
2: nurse. My pal. So she talked about a car, eh?
5: Yes, and two men. Say, where are you going? Oh, just out on that sun porch. Get a little air. Now, listen, that sun porch is open. You'll catch a death of cold. Oh, no, no. I, I like the cold. Well, all right. Suit yourself. You've probably got at least an hour, but whatever you do, don't leave that door open. I won't.
2: <gasps> She's right. It is cold. But what's a little thing like cold, a Superman? I knew I'd find out something if I hung around here long enough. Two men in a car, eh? Not much to go on, but I have an hour or so to look. Two men in a car. And if they had anything to do with that fire, they're heading away from town. I wonder if they're the officers of that North Star Mining Company. Pemberton and Deneen. Well, if I catch up with them, I'll soon find out. Here we go. What? What's the red lights? You don't want to get us picked up now, do you? Shut up and keep your head... We're turning in at this parking lot. Where's the hospital? It's right around the corner. I'll ask the attendant to make sure. Here he comes. Evening, gentlemen. Okay, Mac. How much to park? Fifty cents for the first hour. Dime for every hour extra. We won't be over an hour. Oh, uh, where's the city hospital? Straight down the avenue. First block to the right. can't miss it. Don't worry, we won't miss it. And we won't miss her either. Come on, it's later than I thought. We'd better step on it. What if the D.A. got there first? We'll worry about that when we have to. Remember now, I'm her uncle and you're her cousin and she hasn't seen for days.
4: All set? Listen, are you sure Come we got...
2: Come on, don't get chicken-hearted. Make it good. Short and snappy. Okay. No luck. Looked into 500 cars and haven't found a thing. Either that girl was raving or they slipped by me in the dark. Wait. There's a car coming up the road with two men in it. I'll drop down. No time to become Clark Kent. Here they come. I'll stand in the middle of the road. They're not going to stop. They're swerving. But I'll stop them. It's a police car. The last people in the world I want to meet right now.
1: Hey, yo, what's the big idea? You're trying to wreck us? Hey, come back! Back, he's playing! Up in the air! Plug him! Plug him!
2: Nice shooting, officer! One of those bullets bounced off my chest. Sorry, I can't wait to explain. Gotta get back to that hospital. Wasted enough time. That girl's probably ready to talk now. So long, back to the city.
5: can Kent, are you still awake? My goodness, where is he? Are you looking for me, nurse? My legs, don't tell me you've been out on that porch all this time. Oh, why not? It's over an hour. Aren't you frozen? Oh, not me. I like it. What about the patient? Is she awake? Oh, yes. She even has some visitors. Visitors? From the district attorney's office? Uh, no, a couple of relatives.
2: Relatives? I didn't know she had any.
5: Well, evidently she has. An uncle and a cousin. And they're with her now? Well, they really shouldn't be, of course, but they were so anxious and they wanted to see us so badly that I, I stretched a point and let them in.
2: How long have they been with her?
5: Just went in. What's the matter?
2: Nurse, let me go in and talk to them.
5: You? Why, I should say not. Please, nurse. Not until the doctor says it's all right.
2: Now, look, nurse, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put your picture in the paper. How's that? You can't do that. I will, I promise. A picture and a, a nice little story. How about it?
5: Well, well, you stay here till I call you. I'll see how she is.
2: Two relatives. This is the first time they show up. When the girl's been here over 12 hours and every paper in town's full of the story. Something mighty queer about this. Ah! Somebody screamed. The supervisor.
5: Where's the supervisor? Call Dr. Peters. quick. Orderly. Orderly. Where did they go, Miss King? Dr. Peters, where are they? Calling somebody. Hey, what's going on? What happened?
2: Say, Mister, the two men. They were in one of the rooms. Anybody go through here? No, I haven't seen a sign of them. Hey, wait. What did they do? Nurse
7: says
1: they stabbed a girl. Hey there. Yes. Stabbed hey. a girl. Hey. Nurse! Nurse, where are you? For
5: Mr. Kent, those men. They weren't her relatives. They went into a room and stabbed, stabbed her. Stabbed her? The doctor. Miss Gray, where's the where's Dr. Peters?
2: Nurse, how badly is she hurt? Is she
5: dead? I don't know. She's unconscious. Miss Gray, come in here and help quickly. Oh, thank heavens, Dr. Peters. Give yes. doctor. Yes,
2: right away, nurse. Daily Planet, rear rewrite desk.
7: Listen, this is Clark Kent calling from City Hospital. Now get this, Mac.
4: Okay, Kent, shoot.
7: It's about that girl they rescued from the Sterling Tower fire. She's in the City Hospital accident ward, and a couple of alleged relatives got by the nurse and into her room.
2: Relatives, okay.
7: Only they weren't relatives. Nobody knows who they are, but they got into the girl's room and stabbed her. So far, the extent of her
2: injuries is not known. Not known. Listen, is she dead or isn't she? Mac, I
7: don't
1: know. Well, find out, Kent. Find out and call back as soon as you can. I'll wait right here by the phone and hurry, will you? This sounds like it might
2: have been... Have Deneen and Pemberton, the two crooked owners of the North Star Mining Company, sealed their former secretary's lips forever? And why were they willing to risk arrest? in order to get her out of the way. There are startling developments yet to come. Thrilling adventures in which Clark Kent and Superman play a major part. Don't miss the next sensational installment of Superman. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman.
4: Up in the
1: sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, this episode, North Star Mining Company.
2: When we last saw Clark Kent, he was in the midst of a baffling mystery. Waiting at the hospital to interview the girl he had saved in the nick of time from a burning building, he had heard a scream. Two men, posing as the girl's relatives, had visited her room, stabbed her, and suddenly vanished. Today, as our story continues, some time has passed. The girl's injury proved not to be serious, and she is now well enough to give Clark Kent his interview, though nervous and upset. As her story approaches its climax, she becomes more and more excited. Listen. Mr.
3: Kent, when I woke up here in the hospital... The first thing I saw, the very first thing were those two faces bending over my bed. Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen.
7: They're the ones who tried to kill you? But they're the head officers of the North Star Mining Company. Of
3: course they are. Don't you understand? Mr. Kent, I was their office secretary. About two months ago, I found out what they were doing. Mr. Kent, they weren't honest. They were swindlers. They sold people's stock in a mine out west. A mine with no gold in it.
7: Go on, Miss Anderson. If you're not too tired...
3: I want you to know what happened. I found some letters and some secret diagrams and maps. And then came the morning of the fire. Yes, go on. I got down to the office early that morning and began going through his desk. I was in his office all alone. I knew I had at least an hour before he got in. I stood there, opening and shutting drawers. And all the time, I didn't have any idea that there was somebody watching him from the closet. (gasps) Pampers.
2: Have you, by any chance, been investigating the activities of the North Star Mine, Miss Anderson? Have you?
3: All right. Since you've caught me, yes, I have. You've caught me and I've caught you, you swindlers. Why, you...
2: Hold evil. it, Joe. Now, look here, girl. What do you mean by calling us swindlers? You realize you can go to jail for that?
3: Jail? You're a fine pair to be talking about jail. That's where you're going. I've got written proof.
2: Oh, that's a lie, Miss Anderson. You have no proof.
3: No? What about that letter you wrote a month ago to Barker out west? What about the crooked figures? What about those records you were looking for just last week?
2: Well, what about them?
3: I have them, that's all. Yeah? Every single one of them. Where are well, they? Well, you'll never find them, Joseph Deneen. Never in the world. Not you or anybody else.
2: Are you sure of that, Miss Anderson? Mr. Deneen and I are very clever at finding things.
3: You'll never find these papers. I'm the only one in the world who knows where they are.
2: The only one, huh? Well, How fortunate. All right, crap Joe. Really? told us all we need to know.
3: Get away. Don't you dare. Go on, go
2: yeah. on, yell. There's nobody here. It won't be yeah. for another half hour. And by that time, yeah. by that time, Miss Anderson, we'll be gone. Gone for good, and you'll still be here. Go on, Joe, catch her. Tie her up. Here, wait a minute. I'll give you a hand. Come on.
3: Well, I guess I was a fool all right, Mr. Kent. I just didn't stop to think. I shouldn't have told him I was the only person who knew.
2: Oh, Miss Anderson, those papers... Why were they so anxious to keep anyone from finding them? Mr. Kent, I don't know. Must be something more than just proof of the swindle. Miss Anderson, where did you hide them?
7: What did you do with those maps and diagrams?
3: My brother. He's the captain of a freight steamer in the Madison. Yes? I gave him all the papers in a package and told him to put them in the ship's safe. And
7: that's where they are now? Does your brother know what they are?
3: No. I didn't tell him. Oh, Mr. Kent... I can just see those two faces bending over
5: me. I can't stand now,
2: here, here, please, Miss Anderson, don't. Look,
5: here comes the nurse. Uh, Mr. Kent, I just heard from an orderly. Those men came in a car. A car? What kind of a car? A big black sedan, yes? licensed 2406. 2406. So long, Miss Anderson. Where are you going? To find that car. Thanks, nurse. Mr. Kent, it's still at the parking lot. They left it there. Fine, that
2: makes it easier. See you later. 2406. Well, if that isn't a break, I never heard one. Ah, here's the parking lot. And there's the car. Down. Down. Now to see what I can find. Maybe an address, records, something to tell where they are. Ah, locked. I've got to get in. Hope nobody's looking. Now then, I'll just take a door off. That'll be quickest. Now, once more... Uh, now into the glove compartment. Ah, oh, nothing. Nothing but guns. Two pistols. Well, Superman can take care of those.
1: Hey, hey, what's that guy doing? Look!
2: Oh, they've seen me. Gotta get out of here.
1: He's wrecked the car. He's torn the door off. Get him! Get him! Yes, yeah, come on.
2: Sorry, boys. Can't stay. Gotta get back to my paper and write up this story as Clark Kent... In a hideout near the waterfront, Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen stare grimly at the black type that tells so much, and is so silent on the one thing they want most to know, whether their ex-secretary June Anderson has turned the incriminating papers over to the police. Pemberton decides to visit the Daily Planet office and learn what he can. Disguised as Dr. Ambrose, an investor in the North Star Mining Company, he pays a call on Clark Kent. Hey there, Kent. Somebody wants to see you. Uh, all right. Who is he? Right this way. That's Mr. Kent. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Kent, Mr. Clark Kent, who wrote the story on the North Star mine. Yes, I'm Clark Kent. What can I do for you? Uh, won't you sit down? Uh, thanks. Uh, Mr. Kent, I'm a medical man, Dr. Ambrose. And every penny I possess is invested in the North Star Mining Company. Oh, say, I'm terribly sorry, Doctor. Oh, Mr. Kent, you don't mean that. I'm afraid that. I do. Those fellows, Pemberton and Deneen, were out-and-out confidence men. Swindlers. But they were? Why, the crooks, the rascals. Oh, sorry about your savings, Doctor. Mr. Kent, my loss is not half so serious as the fact that men like that are still at large. Well, don't worry. They won't be long. Oh, you'll catch them? You have the proof? Not yet, but we will have. Not yet? I, I don't understand. If you haven't the proof now, where is it? Oh, Kent. Kent, man, I have been looking for you everywhere. Oh, I... I'm sorry I didn't see you were busy. Oh, Mr. Yeah. White, I just got in. Uh, this is Dr. Ambrose. He invested in the North Star Mine. Yes. Mr. White, doctor. Uh, how do you do, How doctor? do you do? Yes, I should say I did invest. Uh, it was great work on your part, Kent. I just got a call from the district attorney's office. What did they say? They checked the girl's story, and it's true. She has got a brother who's the captain of a tramp steamer, and she did give him the package of papers just before he sailed. Uh, well, bless me, you don't mean it. Yes, isn't that something, doctor? Uh, where's the tramp steamer heading for, Mr. White? Well, they asked us not to print it. Which is the Madison, running south from here to Charleston. The, uh, Madison, hey? When will it arrive in Charleston? On the day after tomorrow. In the minute she docks, one of the DA's men will step aboard and pick up the package. I guess that'll put those folks behind the bars all right, when they're caught. Uh, yes, indeed, Mr. Editor, when they're caught. Well, uh, I'll not keep on disturbing you, gentlemen. Don't oh, say, now, I didn't mean to interrupt you and Kent. If well, eh? there's
7: anything you want to know, Dr. Ambrose, Not a thing,
2: just... Mr. Kent. I'll just run along. My business, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure, a real pleasure. Well, if you're sure there's nothing I can tell no, you... No, no, nothing whatever. You've told me all there is to tell. Well, good day, gentlemen. Good day. Real pleasure. Well, what do you make of him, Kent? I can't imagine, Mr. White... He's probably worried stiff over his money. Mm, you can't blame him for that. No. Now, where are you going? Back up to the hospital. There's a whole lot more of that story. I want to talk to that Anderson girl again. See you later, Mr. White. And you say you've heard from your brother?
3: I had a wireless message. huh. The papers are all right. And he'll turn them over to the police when he locks at Charleston. Well,
2: ah, now all we have to do is find Deneen and Pemberton.
3: I'll feel safer when they're caught.
2: You and an old doctor that called on me a while ago said he'd invested heavily in the North Star Mining Company.
3: Poor man. What was his name?
2: Why, uh, Ambrose. Dr. Ambrose.
3: I don't recall any investor by that name.
2: And all the time I was talking to Mr. White about the Madison, the doctor just stood there biting his lips and tapping his index finger on the desk as though... It... What's the matter, Miss Anderson?
3: What did you say he did? Bit his lips and tapped with his finger?
2: Why, yes. What's so odd about that?
3: Nothing. Only, Mr. Kent, this old doctor, do you remember how tall he was?
2: Sure, about half a head shorter than I am.
3: And did his eyebrows meet in front in a straight line?
2: Why, yes, they
3: did. Mr. Kent, the finger that he tapped with, was there a scar on the knuckle? Did you notice that?
7: Miss Anderson... You know him? Who was he?
3: Oh, can't you guess, Mr. Kent? It was Bartley Pemberton, president of the North Star Mining Company. And now he knows. Bartley Pemberton?
7: Well, Miss Anderson, what if he does know?
3: Oh, don't you see? Don't you understand? He wants those papers. He'll do anything to get them. He'll take a plane or a fast oh, boat. He'll no, catch no. a steamer. Oh, He'll sure kill my he brother. Well, now, oh, boy, Mr. Kent, do something.
2: Please. Now we're really getting somewhere. Take a boat, will he? And catch the steamer and kill the captain. I think not, Pemberton. Not this time, and not while Superman is around. Ah, there's Sandy Hook. You've got a good start, Pemberton, but you'll need it.
1: Faster, faster!
2: Is that the Madison? That big hulk up there ahead? That's her, boss. Go up with her in good shape. Watch out for this wave part. what are you gonna do? Hoist distress signals, shoot off the rocket, get that captain to take us aboard. And what? Well, then we'll see. But whatever happens, we've got to have those papers, or make sure nobody else does. Stand by, Joe. Here comes more water. All right, sailor, let go of the rockets. Signal that freighter to heave to. Give her the whistle. Aye, aye sir. <coughs> What will happen on board the Madison when Pemberton and Deneen demand the papers from Captain Anderson's safe? And when Superman comes streaking down from the northern sky in hot pursuit? Tune in next time and follow the story. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman.
1: Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman.
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. And now, this episode, The Steamship Madison.
2: Presenting the transcription feature, Superman!
1: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's
4: Superman! Superman!
2: mysterious visitor from another world who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. When we last saw Superman in his character of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, he had just learned that the two swindlers, Bartley Pemberton and Joseph Deneen, were heading south in a high-speed cruiser in order to catch up with the freight steamer Madison on her way to Charleston. As our story continues today, Superman is winging his way down the coast, straining his eyes for the first glimpse of the powerboat or the freighter, but Pemberton and Deneen have caught up with the Madison. Four sharp blasts of their whistle, red rockets, distress signals. And the freighter is motionless in the black water, waiting for the smaller boat to come alongside. On the deck of the cruiser, Bartley Pemberton gives a last quick order to the man at the wheel. Listen. Pay attention, sailor. Okay, Captain. Make it fast, Bart. You're dropping a ladder over the side. Head her in there, sailor. And get this. I'm listening. We're going on board that freighter to get something, you understand? If we don't get it, there may be trouble. Big trouble. So what? So stick around to pick us up. We'll want to make a fast getaway, so stay close. Ready to beat it. Get set, Pod. What do we do now? Stand by to grab that ladder, Joe. All right, sailor. Ahoy on
1: that cruiser. We're waiting for
2: you. Don't worry. You won't wait long. Go ahead, sailor. Edge in toward that ladder. All right, Mr. Burns. Hold her under a dead slow bell. we see what's wrong with those fellows. Aye, aye, Captain Anderson. Ahoy down there. What about the cruiser? What's wrong with her? Captain, sir, two men are coming up the ladder. They want to see you. They want to see me? Ask them what they mean by sounding distress signals. There they are, Captain. Coming over the rail now. What do you want done with them? Better have a mighty good reason for stopping us, Mr. Burns. If they haven't, I'll put them in irons. Ahoy there. Bring those two men up to my cabin. Anybody else coming aboard? No, sir, they say that's all. Mr. Burns, hold us steady. Steady she is, sir. Keep an eye on the weather, Mr. Burns. It's thickening up. Very good, sir. Sound your foghorn while we're hove to. Have Mr. Rolson bring those men to my cabin. And a few moments later, Pemberton and Deneen are ushered to Captain Anderson's cabin. Come in. Here they are, sir, the two men off the cruiser. Come in, gentlemen. Oh, Captain. Am I addressing Captain Vincent Anderson? Yes, sir, you are. The captain, my friend and I have followed your ship, the Madison, all the way down the coast, hoping to catch up with you. Do you know you've stopped a vessel on government service? Government service? I thought this was the freighter, a tramp. Thank you for your description of it, sir. As it happens, we are carrying munitions. Munitions? Well, isn't that a bit dangerous, Captain? Don't worry. Transporting gun cotton and TNT isn't half as dangerous as giving false signals of distress, as you'll find out. Just let us explain, Captain. Captain Anderson, we've been sent by your sister, June. Before you sailed, she gave you a certain package of papers, didn't she? Sealed in oilskin. What up? Are they that safe there in the wall? What business is it of yours? Sister told us to get them. So if it isn't too much trouble, Captain... One moment, mister. I suppose my sister gave you written instructions. Uh, a letter... Well? No, as a matter of fact, she didn't. She didn't have time. Oh, she didn't have time. Well, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I don't believe you. No, look here, Captain. Say, listen. I say I don't believe you. If this thing was so all-fired important, you'd follow me down the coast, make use of fake distress signals to get me to pick you up. You ought to be able to prove what you say. Listen, Captain, we've got to have those papers. You'll get them when we land at Charleston. And I've talked with my sister by phone, but not until then. Is that so, Captain Anderson? Stand where you are, please. Why, you... What do you mean, putting a gun I on me? I mean business, Captain. Keep your hands up. All right, Joe. Get after that safe. You'll land in prison for this. Quiet, please. Well, what about it, Joe? Nothing doing, Pod. Have to blow it. Didn't he say there was soup in the hold? That's right. Carrying munitions, aren't you, Captain? Show us how to get to the hold. Find out for yourself. I said take us to the hold, Captain. I'm not fooling you. Open the door, Joe. Now listen to me, Captain Anderson. You're going to take us down along the deck and into the hold. No, I'll be shot if I will. You'll be shot if you don't. They've come a long way, Captain. We've done a good deal to make sure of those papers, and we won't stop now. Not even at murder. Get going. Go on. Keep moving. I'm right behind you, Captain, with this pistol in my pocket. If we meet any of your crew, keep quiet. All right, now move. Out of the Captain's cabin, along the deck, and into the echoing stillness of the hold... All right, this will do nicely. Just sit down now and take it easy, Captain, while Mr. Deneen makes you comfortable. Time out, up, Joe. What are you going to do, Bart? Carry some stuff back up to the cabin and blow the safe? No, no, it takes too much time. As long as those papers are destroyed, as long as they're lost, we're all right. But if you don't get them out of the safe... They'll remain in the safe, and the safe will remain on the ship, and the ship will be blown to pieces. Blown, huh? What do you mean to do, you murdering pirate? What? what I mean to do, Captain Anderson, is to remove every trace of you and your ship. Why, you'd never dare... You're out of your mind.
1: You're a plain man, then. Help!
2: Help, Go on, it, Joe! Help! Get him
4: out help! of the head! Help! just shoot him, Bob. Uh, it's too noisy. They might hear us. Listen, are we really going to blow up the whole boat. Why not? Quick, we'll the fire right down here.
2: Far enough off to give us time to get away ourselves. And then we'll beat it. Nobody will ever know. Here, help me break into this case. It's more dangerous. Keep away from fire. Is it all right? No, it's all right. Now rip open these sacks. Spread it all around the floor. That's the way. All right now now make a little trail over to the door where we came in. wait We gotta build a fire. He started here, we will be caught ourselves. do oh, be a fool. How's our friend? Out like a light. But he won't stay that
1: and way. We won't have to five minutes is what we need. All right, now give me a hand. We're going to build a fire. Work fast.
2: A flickering glow in the darkness of the hold. A thin spiral of smoke. Creeping up the companionway and curling out above the hatch covers on deck. Then sudden alarm, shouting and confusion. Wild ringing of alarm bells and frantic orders. Hey,
1: where's the captain? Where's the mate? Jump! Jump! She's full of guns! We haven't got a chance. Fire! There's fire coming up under the hatch. Mr. Burns, what do we do?
2: All the way to starboard boats. There's Captain Anderson? All the way and stand by to abandon ship. Yeah, all right. All right, Joe, that does it. Listen, Bart, we better be getting out of here. That's a life preserver. Yeah. Look, look, there's the cruiser cutting through the fog. Come on, Joe, over the rail. Jump for it and swim. Come on. Fire aboard the steamer, Madison. ...loaded with high explosive shells and TNT. Bolts go over the side, pull frantically for safety. And meanwhile, high up in the night sky, Superman sees a glow on the sea and heads swiftly downward. What's that? Looks like a fire on the water. And it looks like the Madison, too. Down we go. Down, down. It is the Madison. She's a fire. And the men have taken to the boats. I'll swing down and make sure they're all right. They won't see me in the fog.
1: Come on, pull! Hold hard! Mr. Burns, the captain.
7: Where's Captain Anderson?
1: Oh, hi there, Mr. Olson. Is the captain in your boat? No, I thought he was with you!
7: With me? He's still on board. We've got to go back! Back! We
2: can't do that, sir. Look at it. She'll go up any second. We can't go back now. Captain's still on board. Have to get him, quick. Down along the hull. If he'd been on deck, they'd have seen him. Must be down below. I'll hang onto the porthole and listen. Clinging to the steep, slippery side of the Madison, Superman's keen hearing picks up sounds inside the hull. Pounding. Someone's pounding inside the hull. No time to go up on deck and down the hatchway. I'll drive my way in from here, through the side. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they left the ship, why they didn't fight the fire.
1: There, almost in. Once more. Hey there, who was pounding?
5: Here in the after hold. Get me out quick. Break down the door.
2: There he is. Looks like the captain. By um, nitro board. Get out. Get out. Here, hold up. You'll be all right. Oh, he's fainted. TNT, huh? No wonder they abandoned ship. Hey, that fire's getting mighty close. Come along, Captain. Good thing you can't see me. You'll be found floating in the water with a life preserver, and nobody will ever know who saved you. Out we go. Superman carries the unconscious form of Captain Anderson, wraps him in a life preserver, drops him in the sea near the lifeboats, and streaks again for the doomed ship. Touch and go now. That stuff will explode any second. But I've got to find the safe and get those papers. There's the bridge. Down. Down. Here we are. This is the captain's cabin, all right. And there's the safe. Well, one smash will open that up. And there's the package. Must be. Wrapped in oil skin, marked June Anderson. Pemberton, this is the time you lose. Now out. Fast. No time for the stairs. Out the wall. And away.
1: Hey, Mr. Burns.
7: Right. Stop. There's a man
2: floating in the life preserver. It's the captain. It's Captain Anderson. Get him aboard. Quick. Pull him over the side. It is the captain. how did he get out here? Never mind that. Pull.
1: Pull! There goes the ship. Let we'll get clear. Pull!
2: Outlined against a sheet of sudden orange flame, the steamer Madison explodes with a crashing roar, fills the sky with screaming shells, scatters flaring embers on the face of the sea. Do the boats get clear? What of Pemberton and Deneen? And meanwhile... What will Superman do with the precious oil skin package of papers? And what do the papers reveal? Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman!
1: Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
2: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
4: Oh, Ma, process. Ooh,
6: yeah, let me tell you something right here. Aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! with exclusive loot box surprises and are to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. <laughs>
4: Woo!
0: Yoo-hoo! To the with kids today, huh? Rouses. With starting as large as 11 Monday per month, Those are box just about for all collectors To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, this episode, Plane to Canyon City.
2: When we last saw him, Superman had just rescued Captain Anderson from the steamer Madison and had found hidden papers in the ship's safe. Just as the burning vessel exploded in a sheet of flame and a rain of falling shells. Today, our story continues back in the offices of Perry White, city editor of the newspaper on which Superman works as Clark Kent. Captain Anderson has come up from the south after seeing his crew landed safely. And his sister, who is now out of the hospital, has joined him and Kent and Editor White for a discussion of further plans. Captain Anderson is talking. Listen. No, sir, I can't tell you a thing about it. The last thing I remember is beating against the hull with that fire getting closer and closer just beyond the door. But, Captain, how did you escape? Your boat crew picked you up out on the water with a life preserver on.
3: Yes, Vims, how do you explain that?
2: I don't explain it, June. I tell you, I don't understand it at all. What do you think, Mr. Kent? Well, really, Captain Anderson, I... Maybe you were uh, blown out of the ship by the explosion. My men say the explosion came after Well, it's just one of those mysteries of the sea. we will have to let it go at that. Oh, uh, what do you got there, Kent? Why, it's a package a friend of mine in the Coast Guard sent me. Uh, Take a look, Miss Anderson. (gasps) Why, Mr. Kent, it's mine. Why, that's it. That's the one June gave me. What? You mean to tell me that's the package of papers that was in the ship's safe? It certainly is. Mr.
3: Kent, where did you get it?
2: I told you. A friend of mine in the Coast Guard found it floating in the water. Well, that shows you what a high explosive will do. Here's a package locked away in a safe. Bang, comes the explosion and it's found floating around like a... Like a dead fish. Uh, yes. Well, never mind how it got there. The main thing is, we have it. Miss Anderson,
3: uh, what's in it? I'll show you, Miss White. First of all, letters from Pemberton to a man named Bailey, their representative out west, practically admitting what they're doing. Uh,
2: Let me see it. What else?
3: Well, then here's what they said was a map of the North Star Mine, three miles southeast of Canyon City. Well, what
2: else? Why was all this business so all-fired important? This letter alone's enough to put them behind the bars.
3: And here's the rest of it. A report from the government assay office saying that the ore from the North Star Mine is absolutely worthless.
2: Well, what do you think? And they went on selling stock after that?
3: Yes. That's when I realized they were crooked.
2: Well, Kent, what about it? Any ideas? Where did they live, June?
3: They had a house out in Green Park with a Filipino houseboy. Number 23 Durant Street. Mr. Kent! Where are you going?
2: I I don't like the idea of sitting and waiting for things to happen. There may be something out at their house the police haven't found. Uh, Who do you think you are, Kent? Sherlock Holmes? Well, you never can tell, Mr. White. Do you mind? No, 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 of course not. I'm running an information bureau here, not a newspaper. Don't bother about me. Well, just have a quick look around. 23 Durant Street. Uh, I'll stay here with June and check over these papers. Good luck, Mr. Kent. Thanks, Miss Anderson. I may need it. Go ahead, Kent. Go ahead. Take all the time you want. But if you do happen to run into a story, just try and remember who you're working for, will you? I won't be long, Mr. White. And if I don't find anything, I'll be right back. So long. Doesn't sound like much, but it pays to look around. I'll just drop down into Green Park and have a chat with that Filipino houseboy. You may know more than he's told the police. Here we are. Durant Street, with not a soul in sight. I'll just change back to Clark Kent, reporter, and see who answers the door. Down. Down. Well, looks deserted, all right. I'll try the bell. Hope somebody answers it. I'd hate to spoil this place by kicking in the door, and I do want to look around inside. What do you want, please? Oh, gee, you you surprised me. Uh, Can I come in? No. No? Uh, Look, I'm from a newspaper, Daily Planet. No. Uh, Wait a minute. Now, listen. How long since you've heard from your boss, Mr. Pemberton? No. Well, he evidently means no. Too bad, boy. If you don't want Clark Kent around, let's see how you feel about Superman. Might attract attention if I ruin the door. I'll just jump up on the roof and try the skylight. Here goes. there's the skylight. Or rather, there was the skylight. Now, down the stairs to see what's what. That house boy sees me. He's certainly going to be surprised. This looks like somebody's room right here. And there's a desk. If the police have left anything in it.
1: Hey, what you do there? How you get in?
2: Oh, don't know me in my other clothes. You
1: get out. Get out quick.
2: Hey, put that gun down. You'll no go. I shoot.
1: I count three.
2: Make it ten. Make it a hundred.
1: One, two... Three. What's the matter? You know, get hit.
2: Come closer and try again. Come a lot closer and you'll see how bullets bounce. right, that's enough. I haven't any time to waste. Here's what happens to little Filipino boys who play with guns.
1: Ah, 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 let go. You let go. Where
2: are your bosses? Pemberton and Deneen. Quick, where are they?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
2: Don't tell me that. I can see it on your face as plain as day. Where are they? One more chance. Uh. Telephone. Who's calling this house on the telephone? Answer it. No. I said answer it. And if it's either of your bosses, just act natural.
4: Please, no go to phone. Uh, They say...
2: uh, Go on, what do they say?
4: They say they kill me.
2: Not over the phone. Get that receiver. And do just as I tell you. Go on.
1: Hello, please.
2: Hello. Is that you, Cedar?
7: Yep. This is me, boss.
2: Now listen. Do just as I tell you and do it fast.
7: Okay, boss.
2: Look in the desk in my room. And back of the second drawer, you'll find another drawer. Get it, back. Yeah, I get it. Now, in that drawer is an envelope with traveler's checks. Get it and put it in the mail. Ask him where he is, quick.
1: Uh, Boss, where mail, to, please?
2: Address it to John J. Jones, General Delivery, Canyon City, Idaho. You got that?
5: Yeah. That all, please?
2: That's all. Uh, Anybody been at the house? Say
5: no. No, boss.
2: Okay. If anybody comes and asks for me, say you don't know a thing. So long, sweetheart. Ah, traveling under the name of Jones, is he? And he'll touch at Canyon City, Idaho. Much obliged, Sita. Oh, you hear that? Never mind. But get this. You saw how those bullets bounced off my chest. Yeah, I see. Well, I'm going now. But if you breathe a word about my coming here today, I'll be back. No, 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 I don't tell. That's good. Because if you do, if you ever tell anybody... I'll come back here and bounce you off the sidewalk the way those bullets bounced off me. No, All no. right. Only be sure you remember it. Now I'm leaving you. Up through that skylight, the way I came in. So long, Sita. <laughs> what luck. Canyon City, Idaho. I bet I scared that houseboy out of a year's growth. Now back to the paper. You ask me, the North Star mining story is getting hotter every minute. Heading back toward town, Superman streaks through the sky. And presently, in the office of Editor White. Well, Kent, this is the luckiest break I ever heard of. Canyon City, eh? Mr. White, according to the map Miss Anderson showed us, Canyon City is near the North Star Mine. What? You mean they're heading out there to the mine? Why? Chief, I don't know for sure, but I can guess... They don't know about the papers being found. What's that got to do with it? Well, maybe they figure if they can get out there and ruin the mine, you know, wreck it for keeps, nobody will ever be able to prove it wasn't all right. Kent, I'll take a chance. You're free to go where you like. Hire a plane. Get out there. I want you on the spot when those fellows are caught. I'll notify the local police. Oh, Mr. White, don't do that. Why not? Well, they're probably traveling by car. If we leave now by plane, the Andersons and I... We'll get there first. What of it? Well, don't warn the police. Do you want every paper in the country to get that story? But, but but what if you run into them out there? You and the girl and Anderson? Well, if we do, I can handle it all right. You? Alone? Well, well who do you think you are? Superman? Gee, gosh, no, Chief. I, I mean, we'll, we'll be all right. Okay, Kent, okay. Get your money and get going. And good luck. And phone if anything happens. Well, I almost gave myself away that time. Do I think I'm Superman? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. White, I do. Down to the airport, into a fast plane with Captain Anderson and his sister June. Over the Alleghenies, over the Great Basin of the Mississippi, west and still west to the cold, high stillness of the Rockies, when suddenly unseen disaster comes creeping along the wings, invisible to the passengers in the plane's cabin...
3: now, Mr. Kent. Have you any idea?
2: Your brother's the navigator, Miss Anderson. Don't ask a sailor to find his way around up in the air. Besides, it's black as ink outside. I can't see the stars.
3: Well, oh, we went through a snowstorm a while ago.
2: Still in it. If you want me to make a guess, Miss Anderson, I'd say we're pretty close to Idaho. You're getting tired, June?
3: Oh, no. But I'm anxious to see what's going to happen.
2: Mm, so am I. Say, what's wrong here?
3: Oh, oh what an awful lurch! me right against the wall.
2: Watch it, we're tipping. Say, something is wrong.
3: Mr. Can't go, Ask the pilot. I'm frightened.
2: Look, he's opened his door. All right, folks, take it easy. Uh, What's wrong? Ice. Ice on the wings. And one of the ailerons is stuck. I can't work it loose. What? Frozen? How can you fix it? I can't. Ordinarily, I'd go down to warmer air. But the mountain peaks are too high around here. Uh
1: we're going sideways, Kent! Vince, look out! Hey,
2: how about this? We're slipping down!
1: Pilot, what do you say? I don't know! We're in a tough spot! Kent, where are you going? Out on the wing! Got to clear that ice off! Hey! What's what you're doing? Vince,
2: he can't come back! Say, that boy's got nerve. He's out on the wing. Today. You can just see it! Ken, Kent! Where is he, Vince?
4: He was hanging on that wing and now he's gone!
2: over the wildest and cruelest peaks of the continental divide while snow whirls about the wings and ice holds the plane in its deadly grip. And what of Clark Kent? What has happened? Did he lose his grip when the wings snapped and go plunging downward through the dark? Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, this episode, Left to be Killed.
2: Superman. When we saw him last, Clark Kent was out on the wing of an airplane trying to free it of a deadly coating of ice which was sending the ship to certain destruction on the rocky peaks below. The plane was heading westward, carrying Kent and the Andersons toward the North Star Mine, where they hoped to make final contact with the two gold mine swindlers, Pemberton and Deneen. Fearfully, the group in the cabin watched Kent crawl out through the dark and the snow. Then a scream from June Anderson. The plane took a sudden, sickening plunge, and Clark Kent vanished. Listen.
4: He's gone! he
1: Jones, stop that! I tell you, he's gone. Pilot, do something quick! Hang on! We're going into a tailspin!
4: can't punching down!
2: Goodbye, Clark Kent. For the next few minutes, it's up to Superman. That plane is out of control, falling fast. I've got to get under it. What's below us? Looks like the worst part of the Rocky Mountains. Not much time. Here goes.
1: Pilot, shut off that motor. It's just pulling us down fast. Oh, no, it's our only chance. How high up are we? A thousand feet to go. Less than that. Five hundred. Oh!
4: We're something. It's moving so down. No.
1: We're slowing. We're leveling off. What's happened? I, I don't know. We're stopping right in midair. Oh, What is it?
6: I think I'm going mad.
3: We're on the ground. Vince.
6: Vince.
2: It's not possible. I... I can't believe it. Say, was anybody hurt? Mr. Kent. Kent. We thought you were gone. Me? Gosh, no, Captain Anderson. I just hung on by an eyelash until. Oh, say, pilot, that, that was the neatest landing I ever saw. Congratulations. Well, why, Kent, I didn't. What do you mean? Why, you set her down like a feather in the only level spot for miles. Well,. So long, folks. Make yourselves comfortable. Mr. Kent, where are you going? To get help or borrow a car. I see lights down the valley away. You ask me, we're mighty close to where we want to be. Meanwhile, in the light of a flickering oil lamp far down in the cold, damp galleries of the North Star Mine, Pemberton and Benin raised their heads to listen. Hey, put that a minute, Bart. Hey. I hear something. Here. Someone's coming. to the light. Look. He's got a light himself. It's barely. Oh, all right. Light up again. This way, Bailey. Say, uh, here's the stuff you sent me into town to get. And I brought back something else, too. Aye, yes, sir. No, There's a guy just blew in looking for a car. And he's looking for the North Star Mine, too. What? Um, who is he? No, chief. But he got here in a plane with two other guys and a girl. A plane? Yeah. Cracked up just out of town. So this guy come looking for a car to bring the others back in. He wears glasses and talks like an Easter. Where's glasses? Oh, listen now, but it's that reporter. Clark Kent. Who else? Where is he now, Billy? Well, by this time, he's probably on his way right here. He's had plenty of time. Bob, what do we do? here? Yeah. Here's what we'll do. It's our chance to get that Anderson girl for keeps. Maybe you'll go back and meet them on the road, just as they get here. Okay, Chief. Then what? Let me think. Wait a minute. I have it. You tell Kent, he's the one with the courtesy, that you're the sheriff, And you've been chasing him ever since he left town. Chasing him? What flower. Now, get this. You say his editor's been calling him on the phone from back east. Wants to speak to him right away. And you'll take him to town with you. Bob, what about the others? Leave them here. Joe, you and I will handle a girl, whatever else there is. Have you got that, Bailey? Uh, listen, what do I do with this guy? Can't you guess? we make sure it's quiet and complete. Okay, I'd better hurry. They'll be here in a minute. All right, come on, Joe. Run for the elevator. We'll go up on top and wait. Come on, make it fast. Uh, any one of you folks named Clark Kent? Why, yes. I'm Clark Kent. Boy, am I lucky. I'm the sheriff here, Mr. Kent. Oh? You want it back in town on the telephone. Tell her name, wait. Gosh, I wonder what's on his mind.
3: I think you'd better go, Mr. Kent. It, it might be important.
2: It might be. It is if he telephoned 2,000 miles. Look, I'll run you back in my car if the other folks want to stay here.
3: Well, are we anywhere near the North Star mine, Sheriff?
2: Just about, Fallon. Right into it. Go ahead, Kent. June and I will be safe enough. In case Pamela and Deneen show up, I'll handle them. Oh, come along if you're coming, young fella. That guy on the phone, Sheriff, was in a powerful sweat. Jump right in here with me. All right. I won't be long, Miss Anderson. Better stay by the car, Captain. Oh. Now, what do you say we build a fire, June? we we'll the scenery a little.
3: All right, now look around for some wood. Wait.
2: What's the matter?
3: There in the dark. I thought I saw something move. No! Oh, no! Oh. Hey, what is this cock?
2: I got him. The sailor's out like a lark. Uh, Need Joe. This is the best thing that could have happened. You think Kent hurt us, Bart? No, not a chance. And anyway, Bailey's taking care of him. All right, drag her back to the elevator. When this mine blows up, Joe, in less than ten minutes, every bit of evidence against us will blow up with it. Come on. Say, what about this, Sheriff? We've been traveling quite a while. Don't you worry. Where's the town? Where are we going? We ain't going. We're stopping right here.
4: Hey, what's the idea?
2: Get out, Kent. Go on, move. But I don't want to get out. Where's the telephone? Say, what's the idea of that gun? What's the idea of meddling into our affairs? Your affairs? Never mind. You sure won't meddle long. I'm going to fix you while Pemberton and Deneen fix their mothers. Now stand up and take it. Watch what you're doing. Now you're trying to run, I see you, and I never miss. Got him, just like that. That's what you think, Sheriff. See how you like this. Hey! Hey, what to Get back Who are you I'm somebody who's come to give you a lesson in manners. <laughs> That'll take care of your car, and this will take care of you. <laughs> Leaping high in the air, Superman streaks for the entrance of the mine and drops into the inky blackness of the shaft. Mr. Anderson. Miss Anderson, where are you? What's that? I hear something. I hear them talking. Pemberton and Deneen. Right through the galleries of the mine. That's where they are. They're gonna blow it up. No time to find the entrance. I'll just drive straight to it through the solid rock. Here goes. This is the last time you'll appear with the affairs of the North Star Mining Company. Better get moving Bob. Let me
4: go! Let me go! I
2: don't waste your voice, Miss Anderson. Come on, Bob. Less than two minutes to go. we got to grab that elevator and blow. Goodbye, Miss Anderson. In two minutes, you and the entire North Star Mine will vanish in smoke and flame. With all the evidence against Joseph Deneen and Bartley Pendleton. Bob, will you hurry? You, you want us see. to get both? Two? Au revoir, Miss Anderson. Right, Joe. Quick. Run for the elevator. Stop!
4: devils, leaving her there to
2: die when the blind blows up. Only seconds to go now. There, almost in. One more wallace. Miss Anderson?
3: Mr. Kent, I tell you, I saw him. He carried me out of that gallery and up the shaft right up to where you found me. A tremendous man in a blue costume with a flowing red cape. A superman. Oh,
2: now, Miss Anderson. Now, just just take it easy. Uh, Here comes your brother. Uh, Look who he's got with him Pemberton and Denise.
3: Now, then, you
2: swap. That's
6: all I want from you. I've got you and I got you good. Uh, Two cents, I'll give you some more.
2: Now, stand still, you two. Look. Look what I found after the explosion. Right near where the shaft was.
3: It's just broken rock. Old rusty bits of rock.
2: Miss Anderson, that's gold. Gold? Gold? gold. Yes, it is. Pure gold. Here, look. Look at these nuggets. And I saw the vein, too. The explosion opened it up. Well, what do you think of that, Miss Anderson?
3: You mean... You mean the mine is good? After
2: all? It is now. And all the people who put their money into it, the poor old women that Pemberton thought he'd swindled, well, they'll get it back and more. Let me see that stand back. Uh-huh.
3: Mr. Kent, I can't believe it. Where are you going?
2: There's another prisoner out there somewhere. He called himself a sheriff. I'm going to pick him up, and then I'm going to fold my paper about that Superman you saw. It's the best story of the month, Miss Anderson. So long. Looks as if Clark Kent might have a good deal to explain when he gets back east. When people begin checking up on Superman. But there's another mystery brewing. Another incredible adventure which puts everything else to one side. Be sure you tune in the next installment and follow the story. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. And now, this episode, The Prison Riot. As our story opens today,
2: Superman and his character of Clark Kent has just telephoned his story of the North Star Mine to his editor, Perry White. White offers his congratulations, and also gives Kent a bit of welcome news. Listen. I'm all finished out here, Mr. White.
7: Nice work. Kent, you did a good job with that North Star Mine story. Now I've got a little surprise for you. Surprise? Ever hear of San Miguel Penitentiary? It's a model prison near where you are. San Miguel? Sure, I've heard of it. So have you, don't you remember? (laughs) Remember what? That's where they sent the wolf and Kino. The two fellows who tried to wreck that train, the Silver Clipper? Say, that's right. The Wolf and Kino. Well, if you see them, give them my regards. What's the idea, Mr. White? Just this, Kent. We've sent Lois Lane out to San Miguel to do a feature story on the modern penitentiary. She's out there now. Join her and bring her back with you. You'll be company for one another. Gee, thanks, Mr. White. Ah, Forget it. Have a good trip, Kent. Bye. Goodbye, Mr. White. Operator? Hello, operator. Is there a garage in town where I can rent a car? Yes. Kennedy's?
2: Okay, please connect me. Hiring a car, Clark Kent heads out at once on the dusty road to San Miguel, 50 miles away. Meanwhile, in the prison itself, a strange unrest has taken possession of the men within the walls. All unknowing, the authorities escort Lois Lane on a tour of the prison. But even as Lois looks down from a window of the warden's office, two men fall casually into step in the exercise yard below. One is Kino. The other, the dark, sinister figure we have come to know as the wolf. All right, Kino.
6: Just keep on walking. Not too fast and not too slow. We can tuck around the corner of the steam plant, boys. No, no. Better stay out in plain sight. Get this now, Kino. The break is set for the day. What time? After supper in the dining hall. It's all arranged. Hey, boss, uh, what about the tunnel? Keep quiet about the tunnel, Kino. Do you want to bring Tom, Dick, and Harry in on this? All right, all right. How far along is it? Almost done. And so far, no one suspects a thing. <laughs> How could they when it's being drilled from the outside? That's what it means to have a guy like the Yellow Mask on your side. Quiet, quiet. Here's a guard.
2: Keep moving there. No hanging around in the corners. Come on there, move. You're out here for
6: exercise. I knew the mask would spring us sooner or later. Uh, it's about time, Kino. He's left us alone far too long. What do you care if he gets us out now? My friend, there'll be a settlement between me and the mask. I should never have gone to jail at all. Uh, he knows what he's doing, boss. And if you know what's good for you, just take what comes and don't tangle with him. Don't worry, Kino. If he can use me, I can use him. I'll let him get us out of here, and then we'll see. Well, what else, boss? They're going to ring the bell right away. Remember what I say, know Right after supper, before we've marched out, there'll be a disturbance. I've attended to that. Who's in on it? All the men we need. Most of them will head for the gates. I've arranged that, too. But you and I and a few more will rush the steam plant. Well, what's that for? Well, for one thing, it's close to the walls. For another... Never mind now. There goes the bell. Hey, boss. Look up there in the window of the warden's office. Hey, what's that Jane doing? Oh, yes, yes, I understand she's writing up the prison for a newspaper keynote. Well, if she stays till supper time, she'll have a real story. And that's less than an hour to go.
2: Less than an hour to go. And all unconscious of the impending prison break, Lois Lane works up the details of her story while the warden offers every assistance. Anything else, Miss Lane? You've been at it since early afternoon.
3: Oh, I'm not nearly finished yet, Warden.
2: Well, you've seen about all there is to see. Aren't you getting hungry?
3: What time is it?
2: Very close to supper time.
3: (laughs) That's another thing I want to know about. The woman's angle again, Warden. What do the men get to eat?
2: Good, wholesome food, Miss Lane. Uh, Nothing fancy, of course.
3: Could I watch them? See what they get tonight, for instance?
2: Well, it's more or less what you'll get yourself, Miss Lane, if you'll be my guest.
3: Warden, that's awfully nice of you, but... Well, would it be against the rules if I watched the prisoners in the dining hall?
2: Hmm, six o'clock dinner, half past five now. I'll tell you what, how would you like to see the infirmary?
3: Oh, fine.
2: Well, now, there's just about time, and when you get through there, why, I'll drop you off at the dining hall.
3: Whatever you say, warden. Shall we start right along?
2: Time passes. Ten minutes, twenty minutes, a half hour... And suddenly the quiet routine of prison is broken by frantic bells and the shrieking wail of the siren. Warden, warden, they've overpowered the guards in the dining room, barricaded themselves in. Clancy, quick! Who's the leader? The wolf. Some of them are getting ready to crash the main gates. Better call out the militia. Warn the state police by short wave. You'd better hurry, warden. State police cars 5927. Ride at San Miguel Prison. Close all roads leading to and from San Miguel. Stop all cars. Close off entire area. Stand by for further orders. I will repeat calling state police cars 5927. Sirens. State police. Militia. All roads blocked off. And meanwhile, Clark Kent in his hired car speeds northward toward San Miguel through a forest of towering pine. Closer, ever closer, and presently a curious sound in the distance comes over the wilderness to his super sensitive ears. The road makes a sudden turn, and in the twilight he sees men in uniform barring his way. A police whistle stabs the quiet. <laughs> Buddy, this is as far as you go. Uh, what's the matter, officer? Roadblock? Yeah, block right here. Turn around, and head back where you came from. Why, can't I get through? Where are you bound? San Miguel. I have a date at the prison. Yeah, what kind of a date? Why, I'm a newspaper man, Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. A uh, reporter, hey? How did you get wind of this so quick? Wind of what? Don't give me that stuff. Who told you about the riot at San Miguel? Riot? When? Right now, buddy. And we're under orders to stop all cars bound in or out. Oh, look, officer. I'm sorry, but I've just got to go through. What's the matter, Def? I said we're stopping all cars. Come to think of it, climb out of that jalopy. If there's trouble at San Miguel, I just haven't time to stop. Haven't
7: time? Say, so who do you think you're talking to? I'm you're... sorry. I'd like to stay, but I really can't. So long, officer.
2: If I can't take my car, I'll just make a run for it. See you at San Miguel. Hey, get
7: that guy, Bill. Chase him. Catch him.
2: Hey, look at him go. Hop on your motorcycle, Doyle. I'll catch him. He can't play tricks like this on me. Jump in the sidecar. There he goes. Up ahead around that curve. And I lay my hands on that fresh guy,
7: I'll stretch him out like a rug. Hang on. Uh, you'll be lucky if you even see him, Doyle. He's going like a jackrabbit. So are we.
1: We'll be hitting 75. My gosh, look. Will you look? Who is that guy, Doyle? He's leaving us behind like we're standing still. Why, he's flying. I'm seeing things. I don't believe it. Look, we're doing 75, 80. And he's getting further away every second. Look at him.
2: Sorry, boys. I'd like to stay and chat, but I can't do it now. If there's trouble at San Miguel, I've got to be there. And be there in a hurry. Up we go. And faster. Faster. High over the desolate waste, Superman wings his way toward the gray walls and towers of San Miguel. Scene of riot and danger. While inside the prison itself, in the offices of the warden... Hello, Warden speaking. Why, yes, Colonel, but it looks bad. There's about a hundred of them milling about the yard. Well, the rest are in the dining hall with their leader. You'll send two companies of militia? Good. Rush them, Colonel. Every moment counts. Warden, Warden, they're going to rush the front gate. They've got a battering ram. Two companies of militia are on the way. There won't be time, Warden. You'd better call the tower, sir. Machine guns will drive them back. No guns, Clancy. Warn the guards. I can't shoot them down in cold blood. Try tear gas. All we have. But there's too much wind for gas. Bullets are the only thing. No, Clancy. Try tear gas again. Drop it from the roof. Now hurry. They're at the gate. Hurry! Ah, there's the prison. And there's the riot. That state trooper was right. Well, I think it's time Superman took a hand in this before somebody gets hurt. Down. 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 Down out of the sky hurtles an amazing figure in blue costume and red cloak. Vaults the high wall, appears out of the tear gas smoke as the screaming convicts mass for a concerted rush on the main gates of the prison, carrying a huge timber as a battering ram.
4: Come on!
1: Come on! Come on, bring up that timber!
2: All right, we got it. We have all you
1: guys. It's 20 feet long and 2 feet thick. Come on, let's go! Hey! Hey, that guy! That guy in the red tape! Where'd he come from? Stop that! Drop that timber! Rush him! Lock him out of the way! I said drop that timber! All right, it just means I've got to take it away from hey! you! Hey! Hey, what's he doing? It, hey, he's got the timber! He just snatched it loose! Get back! Get back! He's crazy! He's swinging it like a baseball bat! Look out! Run back! Run, run!
2: Swinging the huge 20-foot timber like a bamboo cane... Superman clears a space before the main gates and drives the screaming, terror-stricken convicts back across the yard and into the cell block, where amazed guards put them swiftly under lock and key. But what of the wolf and Kino and the handful of convicts still at large? And what of Lois Lane, trapped in the dining hall when the riot broke out? Is she in the clutches of the wolf? Tune in next time and follow the story. And remember... Be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky,
1: look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
2: (laughs) Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.